Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 2 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler, your affable chat host. I'm not alone. Autumn Fisher can't be with us because she's, uh, she's she snowed out. She's snowed out. Although, later on, my misanthrope buddy from New York, Greg Russ, will be with us. And he will argue that he's here, and he's snowed out as well. But, you know, let's not get into the inner politics of the Von Hessler Doctrine. My buddy George Stein is still here with us. Maybe he'll pipe in, chime in from time to time, even though his segment is over. He's still invited in. You're lucky. Autumn has been snowed out, so ah. we don't mind. We don't mind another voice. So uh, it is... Uh, oh, also, who's not here? English Nick. He's not snowed out. He has other reasons for not being here. But that doesn't mean people haven't been outraged. This is a world where people get outraged constantly. We live for outrage. And when outrage happens, we cover it right here. Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. With English Nick. Like I said, sitting in for English Nick at the outrage desk is uh, the handsomest producer in all of producery. Jared Yamamoto. So can we call this like continuing outrage? Because this has been going on for a couple weeks now. Let's call it chronic outrage. Chronic outrage. There you go. <laughs> so the hashtag Oscar so white has been circulating for a couple weeks. Oscar so white. So right. So after several African American women and men actors felt that they were being underrepresented in the nominating process of the of the Oscars. So. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, man, that's a, that's a lot right there. But they're taking sweeping measures to double the number of women and minority members by 2020, Eric. And that's, that what that means is you'll have more women and minorities voting. Yes. And the idea is that perhaps they will be more likely to see a good performance. I think one of the things this time around is that uh, concussion, which I did not see. Some people think that Will Smith was great in it. Uh, also, uh, Straight out of Compton, a lot of people liked. Right. And I don't think that got any or much. Um, Creed? Uh, Creed, and who got nominated? Sylvester Stallone, the white guy, got nominated for supporting actor, but Michael B. Jordan didn't get nominated when, really, he's the star of the movie. I don't know. I haven't seen Creed. I know people have seen Creed and absolutely love it, adore it. Um, but I don't know how good Michael B. Jordan necessarily was as an actor. I don't go to see many movies. Um, I saw Star Wars finally, just last. Just the, pretty good, right? Few, oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I'll tell you, I don't know how to. I don't know if this is going to work or not. I don't know if the complaint is relevant or not. I don't know if these performances were really that great and looked over because, like I said, I don't go see every movie that comes down the line. But I'll tell you what the real problem with the Oscars is, is that they don't they don't nominate really popular movies quite often. So something like Star Wars gets skunked. I looked into this thing, and they, this is what they always do with something like Star Wars. Uh, film editing. They throw it in there. Like, okay, well, we, we've, we've got some Star Wars. It may be up for some other... I think it was up for soundtrack too. Soundtrack. And this is where the Oscars have 
really gone wrong o- over maybe forever. I don't know. Uh, when the Titanic, did Titanic win movie of the year? Yeah, that was the movie everybody saw. Right. And maybe it wasn't the greatest movie of the year. But let's look, the reason the Oscars exist is to turn us on to movies we haven't seen. It's not to turn us on to movies we have seen. You have a rooting interest, but it's a way to promote what movies are out there from the last year. And the best way to do that is to celebrate the movies that people have seen, the movies that people are talking about, and along the way, guess what? Maybe I get turned on to The Room or Brooklyn, which nobody saw, but they're up for movie of the year. Star Wars gets nothing, and it's the movie that everyone wanted to see, everyone was talking about, and was pretty damn good in the universe of Star Wars movies. I, that's my plea to the, to the Academy, if I could. Is why not celebrate? So you're going to put on, you're gonna put on a, a, an Academy Awards, and you're not going to celebrate the successful return of maybe the greatest movie franchise in history. That does not seem like a smart move to me. Well, Eric, you have an opportunity right here because to immediately increase this diversity, they're extending their board of governors over here to establish three new governor seats. So, Eric, if you felt that Star Wars needed a a few more nominations, you could apply and be on that new board or on the the extended board, I should say. Let's see. I mean, uh, The Martian is in there, and that was a very popular movie. Many people went to see it. The Revenant is in there, and I think people are going to see that. I haven't seen the box office numbers, but there's good word on that. Uh, The Big Short, okay. You know, another movie about how capitalism sucks. Way to go. All right. That'll probably win, I suppose. Uh, Brooklyn, maybe it's a great movie. I don't think anyone's seen it, and that's my point. If you, if you celebrate Star Wars, you get young people who are excited to watch the Academy Awards, you get older dudes like me who are excited to watch the Academy Awards, and maybe along the way we see clips of this movie called Brooklyn, and we get turned on to it. But if you lead with Brooklyn, people are going to say, I never saw this movie, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah, it's a bunch of snobs. It's really a bunch of snobs. Mad Max got in there. And as it should. As it should, and that surprises me. I think maybe because the director is older, it took longer, and people were impressed by it. Um, but, I mean, uh, I don't think it'll win. I think it's just a matter of it just being in there to be in there. If I had to guess, I think that they go with the most anti-capitalist movie you can find, of course, The Big Short. <laughs> because it's so odd. It's so odd. We don't see movies from Hollywood very often that beat up on big business. We just don't see those movies from Hollywood, do we? It's such a rarity to finally get a movie. Oh, I love it. Has Hollywood ever made a movie about a businessman who helped people, not through charity, but by creating business, by, by building a factory, by creating jobs? Has there ever been a movie? I mean, I love It's a Wonderful Life, but let's face it. Who's the bad guy? The banker. Now we get to 2016. Who's the bad guy in the big short? The Wall Street guys. It just annoys me. I'm, I've never seen the movie. It, the writer, Adam McKay, is very funny. Uh, used to be the head writer for Saturday Night Live. He's a very funny dude. He's one of the guys, along with Will Ferrell, who's behind Funny or Die. He's a really funny dude, but his politics are idiotic. If you, if you followed any of the stuff he's done, he writes for Huffington Post, and there's nothing original about his thought process. We get it. We get it. Business people are evil. 
yeah, I know they supply all the goods and services that you've ever partaken in in your entire life. Those shoes on your feet, the shirt on your back, the car you drive, the fuel that gets you everywhere you want to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know all of that. But we also know that they're evil, inherently evil. And so without having seen most of the movies, it's going to be between the big short because it's so anti-capitalist or... The Martian, because actually people actually did go see that movie, and I think people kind of like it. So that's my prediction. As far as uh, getting more black nominees, it's a fine line. you you got to walk that. You don't want people to get shut out because of their race, obviously. But you also, but you don't, also want don't want – you don't want like a, a percentage uh, you know, kind of thing where – Nobody believes you deserve the award because, well, there's a, there's a certain thing where we have to have this many black actors. Well, when you get that Oscar, you know, you want to be able to say, hey, I was the best actor of the year and everybody knows it. You don't want people going, yeah, well, he only got nominated. No affirmative was, action, right? Affirmative action. That's right. what I was looking for. Thank you, George. I couldn't think of the term. Yeah, I mean, you don't want that to happen because then... That trophy is good. People will be like, oh, did he really deserve it? Or would they just throw it in there because they didn't want to get another hashtag? Boy, boy, we live in a hashtag. Hashtag Oscar so white. Hashtag society, don't we? I mean, hashtag diplomacy. If you get a good enough hashtag going, well, it must be right. So I wish I was a better expert on this, but I haven't seen all these movies. Um, I think the... A lot of people like straight out of Compton. My wife watched it this morning, actually. I came downstairs, and she said, I kind of understand why people are so upset, because there were a lot of good performances in there. And I said, was it a good movie? She said, no, it wasn't a very good movie. But there were a lot of good performances in there. And I think a lot of actors are hurt if they do a really good acting job inside of a movie that isn't so great. And sometimes you can rise above it. Sure. Uh, but it's it's very difficult to do. Now, that being said, I haven't seen Straight Outta Compton, and I quite often disagree with my wife when it comes to movies. So I'm not throwing that out there as my, my review. But her review was there were a lot of good performances in it, but it was too long and kind of, you know, messy as a movie. But all I know about that movie is they conveniently left out the part where Dr. Dre beat the snot out of a female critic in the bathroom of a music club. I do know that happened, and that was just conveniently left out of the history of NWA. But uh, that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. So, I don't know. They'll do what they can. I don't understand if they... Are they going to kill people who are already in the Academy? Because if you just add new people, I don't know if that helps if the same old people are still voting. It just makes the pool larger. Well, here, know that- here's our quote right here. To immediately increase diversity on its board of, board of governors, the Academy herein will establish three new governor seats that will be nominated by the president for three-year terms and confirmed by the board. Oh, I see. So basically, this is a, a new thing. So it's a put your finger in the wind for three years, and whatever people are complaining about, you make sure that you have people on the governor's board that reflect that. Right. So if Asians get upset next time, or Native Americans, how many Native Americans, come on, how many Native Americans have have been nominated and won Academy Awards? We can keep on going forever. But the big problem for the Academy Awards, like I said, was they celebrate movies nobody's seen. Celebrate Star Wars! Celebrate it! It's huge for you! It's the most important movie, whether it's the best movie or not, because it's the one that's going to be the, it's going to make more money than any movie in history, right? So celebrate that movie, and along the way, guess what? 
You might turn me on to the room. You might turn me on to Brooklyn because I see clips and it looks good. But if you lead with Brooklyn, uh, I'm probably not watching. A lot of times I don't watch because celebrities just sort of annoy me with, uh, with, their <laughs> with their political nonsense. So I know Leo DiCaprio is good in The Revenant. I don't want to listen to him talk about big oil again. Just accept <laughs> your trophy. Go have sex with your latest supermodel. Get out of my face. All right. A couple more outrages when we return. Still missing Bowie. Still missing Bowie. Listen to Ziggy Stardust yesterday afternoon when I was doing my prep. Unbelievable. Jared, have you ever listened to Ziggy Stardust album from end to end? I know you've heard the new Coldplay. I, I have, have ever, heard the new Coldplay. And have you I, and ever I, listened to Ziggy Stardust end to end? I Not from end to end, but I have heard then some of the songs in between. You're not alive. You're, you, your life, you have not actually fully lived your life. If you haven't heard... It might be, it's one of the best albums of all time. It might, I don't know that it's the best. It is unbelievable from end to end, yes. I will accept your challenge, and so I will listen to that album from end to end. Yes, and what uh, else you got to do? By next Sunday, and I've got to watch Taxi Driver, too. Yes. So I've got, some, I've got some homework assignments. It's just amazing that millennials know Robert De Niro from <laughs> Meet the Fockers and Dirty Grandpa. My goodness. Watch Taxi Driver. WSB's Kirk Mellish predicting a high around 50, and that translates to a 7. On the Mellish Meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. I think we have time for maybe one more outrage. Jared Yamamoto? Yeah, we do. So later on today, we've got the NFC and AFC uh, football championships. And... Who do you got? Who do you got winning each one? Okay, so... <laughs> Finally, we don't have to compete with the NFL. It starts at 3 o'clock and, and we're we, off. We do not have to compete with it. I've uh, got, you should I, be listening to the doctors. Don't get me wrong. I, I've got Arizona and I've got uh, Denver. I just think that Arizona's the most complete team in the NFL. Really? And, I think, and I think that Denver fates on their side. I think this is Peyton's last swan song and he's going to beat Brady. Um, that one's going to be close. I think I'm going the other way. I think the Arizona Cardinals are an amazing team and it wouldn't surprise me to see them go into Carolina and win. I think they're a great team. Uh, I think it's going to be. I, I, this is a lesson I've learned over time. I, I just, why would you ever bet against the New England Patriots? It's so hard to yeah. not. I don't care what the circumstances are. Well, they're playing in Denver. I know. I'm saying I don't care what the circumstances are. I just think <laughs> that betting against Belichick and Brady is just. And I could see. I mean, Denver has the best defense in the league, and I could see them. It's been shown that if you kind of get to Brady and beat him up, you can slow him down a little bit. But I see Peyton Manning. Look, Bill Belichick has had a week to look at all the film of all the bad games that Peyton Manning has had. And this guy is not an emotional dude. He is like the Terminator. You know how the Terminator like looks at, at a at a thing and like it just that thing in the eyeball goes data, 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 data. That's, that's all he does. And so if the guy, he's just going to study that film, he's going to find Peyton's weaknesses from a few weeks ago, and he's going to exploit them. So if Denver wins, it's going to be because their defense is going to have to have a pick six or maybe two of them. They're like the, if Denver wins, I think the defense has to score, actually. Whereas I just feel like one game, Brady and Belichick, they figure it out. I'm not rooting for New England. I just find it difficult to root against them. And I think the Panthers are on fire. I think that's where your outrage comes from. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. So the Seattle Seahawks were the team, or was the team, that uh, the Carolina Panthers beat last week in order to make it to the NFC Championship. But Seattle Seahawks fans, they're still outraged with uh, Panthers QB, with uh, quarterback Cam Newton, 
uh, for trashing their 12th man banner that they brought oh, to yes. Charlotte. So uh, that stupid viral letter from that lady, the New Hawks fan, the the, the Seahawks fan, a video of you pulling a 12th flag down and throwing it to the ground like garbage. You see, the one community, a family that I don't even know, who cares? The 12th man means something, and you shouldn't try. To, let me ask you a question. What the hell is a Seattle Seahawks 12th man flag doing in the Panther Stadium? Exactly. So, I'm sorry. You deserve it. The 12th man tradition in Seattle, fantastic. It's a wonderful way to start the game. You have some celebrity or dignitary raise the flag. The crowd goes wild. Fantastic. That doesn't translate to somebody else's team, all right? And the fact of the matter is they were excited for winning. Also, I don't get this anti-Cam Newton stuff. I know he was a bit of a jerk in college. Um, he had some, he stole some computers or something, whatever. But that's that's when he was 18, 17, 18 years old. I, you know, Cam Newton's all right by me. I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind him being my quarterback. And I don't find anything wrong with Cam Newton. He is, if you had to build the perfect football player in a factory somewhere... You would design Cam Newton. Yes, you would. And so get over it, people. He's a great player. I thought he was. I didn't think he was going to be a good leader. He's turned out to be a good leader. I think they're going to win today. All right, we can avoid it no longer. My. Mi- Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. This Sunday, you'll find a great story, an investigation that exposes the red flags Georgia's Child Protection Agency missed that might have saved a child's life. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And if it's Sunday at this time, as much as we'd like to not do it, we are legally obligated to go to my my misanthrope buddy, in New York City for... He's a misanthrope, he has a dark heart, and he needs a good psychiatrist. New York, New York. It's Greg I Russ with stories from with Studio B1. Alright, Gregory, are you huddled up in Studio B1 from the blizzard? Oh yeah, it's so cold, it's really rendered me useless. I'd also like to thank George Stein for writing up that contract that demands that i'm on the show every week and it's ironclad and can't get out of it absolutely absolutely i don't i don't know i thought that i could get around it and it turns out that the the contract was so so rock solid that it's impossible to get out of he knows what he's doing he does know what he's doing (laughs) you're welcome you know you you talked me into it when i was very drunk and uh, (laughs) hey you win so here we are so as long so you still have electricity obviously yeah, no power went out. The streets are already plowed. The sidewalks are being shoveled. I, I don't understand Autumn not being able to make the show. Oh, it's snowed in. Yeah, you do the show from inside. You don't do the show from outside. So it, that, that, that's no logic there. I know that you are saying that, but here's the deal. She actually was on the show for about as long as you're going to be on the show. One half-hour segment. So she really didn't. Uh, she, just, she just didn't want to stick around out in the middle of the blizzard. Well, you should have had me join in for the whole show. Oh, didn't, even, didn't even give it an invite. I, didn't I don't an see that in the contract that George Stein <laughs> sent right. to me, so I have no obligation for that. Well, well, I've got a few IPAs coming your way. <laughs> we'll, we'll amend that. All right, so give me a few stories from Studio B1. 
Well, we'll start out with this one because you know how much I like to dump on the shortcomings of Atlanta, a lower class city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to explain to people that you were born and raised in Atlanta. I was not born there. No, no, you born were. In- you were born in Delaware for, and you lived there for a little while, but you were raised in Kennesaw, Georgia. <laughs> so let's not act like you're above it. I lived in the city from 2000 to 2007, mm-hmm. but you know I'm in I'm in a place now in New York where uh, construction projects they're done on time, like that World Trade Center Transit Center, that thing that's on time, on budget, mm-hmm. under budget, and there's no delays there. So to me, I laugh when I see something like the Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Stadium is behind schedule. Surprise! It's not going to open now until June 1st, 2017. And uh, it's, that's two months behind. Uh, okay, but it's not going to affect the Falcons, right? No, but, that, but what about that new soccer team that everyone's excited about? The Atlanta United. They're going to have to start the season on the road. <laughs> Until the stadium is ready? Yes. So I saw this headline, but I didn't, uh, I didn't dwell. What is the, uh, what's holding things up? Uh, I didn't see. Let's see the. the oh, you don't design. care. You just want to come on and uh, <laughs> rag on Atlanta, not bring your no, facts. I, I something know to do what with it the is. steel. Yeah, it's the roof. It's the roof. I know what it is. I just wanted to pretend that they were incompetent. It's the design design and implementation of that uh, very complex, uh, retractable roof in the steel. And by the way, we can't get around the fact, and this is a family show, so I'm not really going to go into it, but from the sky, when that thing opens, it reminds one of a body part, and it's (laughs) not a good one. The Saints fans are already all over that. Yeah, we don't have to get into what they're being called, but uh, I think you can imagine, and... The fact that the Falcons' colors are red on the inside does not help. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe they could do something about that whole thing. I mean, it's supposed to be like an aperture, like a camera eye, right? Yes, right. Yes. That's the idea. So we'll 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 run with that. So okay, look, I wasn't good. What is the the Atlanta team, the soccer team, Atlanta United? Oh yeah, Atlanta United. That's right. You gonna Jared? Are you excited? Millennials love soccer. Right? I am. I am excited. Yeah. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was a LA Galaxy kind of fair weather fan. So, mm-hmm. but now I have something to cheer for here. So. And you'll actually go to games. I will actually them? go to the games. Uh, I'm, Can I'm I happy ask to... you? Yeah, go ahead. Can I ask you why? Why? Because I mean, it's it's our it's our team here in the city. Like, yeah, why, so, why would we sure. not support? Unlike it? you, okay, Greg, okay. he has Atlanta pride. I, well, no. Here's the thing: I played soccer, yes. and I have no interest in the MLS because if you want to watch the best people play, they're not playing in the MLS. Totally it's a agree with you team. there. Totally agree with you there. But at the same time, though, and if we watch it. Then it will become like the English Premier League or something like that over time. I'm not saying it will happen in like two right. or three years, but right. I mean, it, you have to watch it in order to make it grow, right? Hey, look, a lot of people didn't think the Arena Football League would take. A- oh, yeah, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, okay, you got to try. You got to throw. You got to throw some spaghetti at the wall and see if you can come up with something. And it starts with showing that you're a soccer town, and uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of uh, European influence here in Atlanta. Maybe it'll take off. I don't know. You know, so Spanish speaking people love it. Love soccer. Well, I would imagine. That, I mean, yes, the, the city really took to that statue that. Uh, uh, Prince Charles delivered to the city for the Olympics, right? The one they wanted to take down because there was some nudity. Uh, do I know about this? I don't even know about this statue. Is it, What are you talking about? West Peachtree, right? Right there uh, at Peachtree. Oh, wait West a minute. Is that the one with the nude guy with the world on his back? Yeah. I find that to be outrageously disgusting. <laughs> I will not allow my children. I, I cover their eyes every time we pass it. We, we love the European influence Yes, the nude steel man. That is disgusting. All right, give me another story. Don't bash my town. Uh, let's see. Report. 10% of college graduates think Judge Judy is on the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. 
I said it earlier. I'll say it again. There are exceptions to the rule, rule but as a group, millennials are dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> this does not surprise. I don't actually. I expect people to be dumb, but maybe this does surprise me a bit. Is there any? What, what's why? I guess there's no explanation to this other than they asked people and they said, "Yeah, we think she's on the Supreme Court." Yes, I, I mean, I don't know if you can assign that to millennials, but at least assign it to college in the application and acceptance process these days. Obviously, yeah. it's not very hard to get in uh, uh, yeah. as, it, as it once was. So you've got, I mean, I was in a, a class once when I was in college, uh, an astronomy class, and the girl asked the professor, why is the moon bigger uh, some nights and smaller on other nights? Is it filled with water and does it expand? Mm. That is what she asked. Well, they say there are no bad questions, but they're wrong. <laughs> there are bad questions. So I don't. And I don't you know. dated that girl, I would imagine. You thought that's going to be that's no, going to be that an would, easy one. That would have been a, an if I was dating her, that'd been an immediate dismissal. Oh. I would have broken up. Well, I wouldn't have broken up with her. I would just stop talking to her. <laughs> she turned him down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she didn't like his answers. So, uh, wow, I don't know what more to say about this. I mean, first I of all, if... she's not on the Supreme Court, right? Well, there right? is there is a, a half of a reason why the state court in New York City is called the Supreme Court. Oh, okay. Oh, so she's on the Supreme Court. Of New York City. Well, no, she's not, but that's oh, okay. that might be where some of the confusion is. Well, well, people watch Law and Order, and they don't understand that either. Like Supreme Court Part Forty Three. I don't understand that. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on one second. Jared yeah, has his hand uh, up, uh, like yeah. a kindergarten. Yeah. Well, I, I, to be fair, whenever you see the rulings that come down from the Supreme Court, they just give the decision number. It'll say like six three five four, right. but it doesn't say who has specifically made the decisions in there it, on the the normal articles that you see when they get posted. Really. Yeah, I'm, really? I'm dead this serious. This is your rationale for yes, why people saying, think that Judge Judy is on the Supreme yes, Court. Yes, the headline will say, in a ruling five yeah. to four, uh, the Supreme Court says X is legal. Sure, sure. And if you are unlike a millennial with their, remember, they invented TLDR too long, didn't read. We're the smartest generation of all time, but we invented the term TLDR too long, didn't read. Because Constitution. All, all Constitution. TLDR. TLDR. <laughs> all you gotta do is scratch the surface and you can find out which justices voted in the five and which justices voted in the four. But for a millennial, it's all in the headline and how do I respond to the headline and then it's time to go party. TLDR. Too long. Didn't read. But <laughs> Again, remember, we're the smartest people of all time. Again, I would like to, I don't know why I'm defending millennials, even though I technically fall into that uh, generation. Uh, some say it starts in 82. Uh, I do find many of them annoying. But there are plenty of people that just read the headlines outside of that. I think part of the reason Trump is so popular is because people just read the headlines. Oh, oh wow, he said that? That's what I'm thinking, and they don't go any deeper. There. By the way, uh, we, we, we missed this a little bit earlier. That's, you bring up Trump. Can you hit that uh, uh, number six on Trump? This is his latest thing. Hilarious. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. <laughs> yeah. And he gestures with a gun. 
And what I'm going to love about that is watching all of the left or even some people on the right think that they can make some hay about the in the midst of all of this gun violence to say such a thing. Nobody cares. All right. TLDR. Nobody cares. It was a joke. And I'm telling you, I'm not in favor of a President Trump, but it was a damn good joke. No, and, he's yeah. he's he's definitely right on that one, because if he's got Palin giving that speech, <laughs> endorsing him, it's, <laughs> it's it's over because that's not hurting him. That is not hurting him. So he's, he's in the clear. You give me the media heads are spinning one again. Number three from Palin. They can't get enough of it. Mr. Trump, you're right. Look back there in the press box. Heads are spinning. Media heads are spinning. This is going to be so much fun. That's right, Sarah. It's always 100% about you. It's not about the con. Look at them. The, the media heads are spinning. Do you have the closing when she just, I think she says, God bless the United State America? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have something that Jared has, has uh, said, rambling about right-wing policies. That's number five. Right-wing and bitter clinging proud clingers of our guns, our God, our, and our religions. <laughs> Uh, she's drunk, right? I don't know. People think she was. I don't know that she was drunk. I just know that uh, I don't. I don't know how people hear that and think that is what the future <laughs> of the country should. I have no idea. I mean, Donald Trump. I'm starting to understand, and I'll tell you something about Trump. I, I'm not in favor of Trump, but I. I don't. I. I don't. I worry a little bit about Trump. I'm not hyperbolic about it, but it's getting to the point where I don't know how you stop this unless you get to Iowa and the people just don't show up. But in history, has anybody ever been up by like 30 or 40 points for six months and not gotten the nomination? I, I don't know why we're expecting it to happen this time. All right. A couple more stories from Studio B1. And remember, we have the best goodbyes in the business. Don't miss them. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. WSB's Kirk Mellis is predicting a high around 50, and that translates to a 7 on the Mellis meter. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. Welcome back. Last segment for us on the Von Hessler Doctrine for this Sunday. I'm Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. That's Jared Yamamoto. My buddy George Stein's still with us. Say hello, George. Wave to the people. First you have to turn your mic on, then say hi. Uh, great, great lawyer, but with mic work, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not work. Uh, my buddy uh, Greg Russ. Uh, Greg, you're lucky because yeah. we, don't, we don't have time for any more stories from Studio B1. Nah, but thank God. Hang, hang with us here because we got some, we want to, before we do our goodbyes, we want to explain some stuff that's coming up here. We do these things called live lounges every once in a while. The Von Hessler Doctrine Live Lounge. We do the show in front of a live studio audience. It's uh, out of phase. It's out of time. We do them on Friday nights, usually. And we're doing, they've been wildly successful. And we're doing our next one. We're going to do it on February 26th. So from 8 to 10 on WSB Radio. We'll go on and fire up the uh, WSBradio.com stream mm-hmm. at 745 again. Because you, you can't miss Eric's opening act. I mean, that's, yes. that's half the game right there. Well, the thing is, if, you, if, if you're here live with us or you follow us on the live stream, we keep on going until 10 o'clock. And when during the radio segments, we're doing the radio show. But if you're in the audience or you're watching live, there's a live show that goes on for over two hours. And it's wonderful. I, we, we just have a great time with people. And it's a really a very uh, different experience. Now, here's the deal. 
we would like people to be involved. We're not going to do it this week. Uh, we're going to open it up. I think we're going to use the WSB app. Yeah, we'll use the WSB radio app, and also we'll have a call-ins coming right, in right. the next couple weeks, too. This is how I want to prep you for this, though, okay? This is Friday night, and you have to be here by 7.15, and there's traffic, and it's peach tree, and all of that stuff. On one hand, we want everybody there that wants to be there. On the other hand, we don't want... 15, 20 people to drop out at the last minute and be looking at a half-empty room. It's we got to work together on this. So you can't be real casual about it. If you would love to be in the studio audience, we would love to have you in the studio audience. And we have to work together to make sure that we do it right so that we have a full studio audience. I just want to be honest about that. And things can happen. You know, you're going to need a sitter. Uh, maybe maybe you have to leave work a little bit early on that Friday. Maybe you have to move your, your stuff around so that you can be here at WSB by 7.15 on Friday, the 26th of February. We have food and drink. We have some prizes. You know, just like all radio, we give away prizes. Unlike television, we're kind of desperate. We have to give you prizes to show up, and we know that. And we will have prizes there for you. But it's a grand show all the way around. So next week, we'll give you the opportunity to get on in on that. If you want more of me, ericvonline.com, E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. We do a couple podcasts a week. Those are R-rated, I would say. That's my (laughs) HBO side. This is my CBS TV side. And uh, so don't bring the kitties to that one. But everything's there at ericvonline.com. I want to thank my buddy George Stein for helping us out today with Down By Law. I'll give your number one more time. 404-522-1000. My pleasure. Best DUI lawyer in the land. Jared Yamamoto, thank you. Mary Ellen, thank you. Mark Dowden, thank you. And Greg Russ from Studio B1, thank you. And thanks to Autumn Fisher for her work earlier. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.